0: Welcome
1: to another episode of DC My name is Ian Tarangi. I am one of your hosts tonight, and I'm here as always with the lovely, the beautiful, the <laughs> wonderful <laughs> Michelle Bush, who is in a wonderful mood tonight and oh. I couldn't be <laughs> happier.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry guys, I came in. Hi, good evening, everybody. Um, I came in and I, I just, I've just been irritated for the past two days. Yeah. And I know I shouldn't be. And, and as Molly tells me, after you finish the show, that's it. Don't post anything else and <laughs> enjoy your Friday. Shout out to Molly. Shout um, out to
1: Molly. She's got to be loving life in, in Ireland. She's
0: in Ireland. But let's just call her Molly 16. Was it 16,000? 1600? I think it's 16,000. Molly got like 16,000 votes. Yes. In the yes. primary. I think that's Sh- what it was. I have to go back to the Board of Elections site.
1: Shout out to Molly. Thank you for everybody who voted for her.
0: Yes. Shout out to the Dump Trump. For those that uh, of you all that did not know who the Dump Trump, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: I'm
0: just anyway, we're, we're going to talk D.C. politics. Yes. Uh, yes, we are. Shortly.
1: Uh, the venerable Mr. Dowling will be joining us as uh, soon as he rolls up here. This is the beauty of doing a live show. I think this may be the latest that we've gotten to start, but uh,
0: anyway. It's the beauty of all of us kind of being important. (laughs) 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 And clearly, I'm getting ready to lose my voice, so please hold.
1: (laughs) Uh, No, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. Uh, Probably, I guess, both of you. Um, And so, we've got some things to really break down and talk about tonight. And. Really kind of just keeping it to two topics. Um, I really want to talk about this immigration family separation thing. We talked a fair bit about it last week. um, And that was kind of before it became a cultural firestorm. Um, We were talking about family separations and talking about how awful it was. And this was before we saw the images, before we saw the video, before we heard
0: The cries. The the
1: audio, the cries of these children in in ProPublica. So we're going to talk about uh, family separation. I have a lot to say. I am sure, Michelle, you (laughs) do do. as well. I do. Uh, Marcus, I'm sure, does as well. And then after that, I want to turn it over to you, Michelle. And and here we just had elections this week in D.C. And uh, there's a lot to talk about.
0: There's a there's lot. to talk is about. well,
1: there's a lot to talk about. I'm sure. Yeah, there is. So
0: I'm pretty disgusted by, <coughs> by all of it.
1: Yes. So you came in here in a shit-ass mood, and I did. And now <laughs> we're gonna take up <laughs> now we're gonna take up topics that are gonna put you in a bright, sunshiny mood. You know what? <laughs> I, I, I feel like you
0: know I just I've had a crazy day, and this is the time that I get to spend with you know people that I I enjoy, yeah, um, and people that I respect tremendously. And we're going to we're, we're going to talk about things. We're going to touch on subjects that I believe we need to be talking about more upfront at the dinner table, because this is how I grew up. Mm-hmm. At our dinner table, we talked about current events yeah. in the school system that I went to. We talked about current events right. and we went on with our day. It's, it's understanding it. It's breaking it down. You know, I, I have friends that are like, I'm not watching the news. That's fine. They actually say to me, no, I just follow your timeline because that's, <laughs> that's my news. And, and, and I'm okay with that. It can
1: be. It yeah. can be. Yes, so sure. but,
0: but this immigration um, on topic is very important. And, yeah. and you're going to go into it. and, and it's, um, I, I guess I'm going to jump ahead and say that my favorite thing this week uh, are my co-hosts. Um, and specifically you this week. Oh, thank you. Because to do this day in and day out and the passion, the understanding, and maybe not some of the understanding, as laws are changing, mm. as 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 the people are changing. Yeah. Um this isn't uh nineteen seventy two and you know, we're coming up for a better this and it's like, Oh, okay, yeah, well here. You you're gonna do a two hour wait in line and here you go. Welcome to America.
1: Yeah, I get for poli- for those who, who who don't know, I um, in addition to being an artist, um, I and, and and host of DC TVD. Yeah. Uh, I am an immigration attorney, um, and and I do get a lot of people saying, "Hey, thank you for what you do. Thank you for you know for representing these people, for giving them a voice." And um, I don't always feel super comfortable. You know, it's not charity that I do; it's a business. Yep. Um, although to be sure, nobody is getting rich off of a clientele based primarily on poor undocumented immigrants, um, but it is you know it is it is it is still my you know my business and, and the way I feed my family and and um, but that said, you cannot sit and talk to these people, and 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 hear their stories, see how it affects them, and not be affected yourself right. and you know i mean to me what what this week showed um we had too many people in this country who just failed a basic basic test of humanity um and in order to accomplish that I- there was a lot of dehumanization mm-hmm. that went on um and dehumanization obviously and justification have been used uh, have been essential elements in so many human atrocities that have been committed in this country, in other countries. Um, and so we'll get into that, but 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 before we do, I kind of want to give the sort of the, the, the who, what, where, when, how of, of family separation. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's a lot, this is kind of my frustration as an immigration attorney, there's so much misinformation and obfuscation that goes on. And we saw a lot of it from the administration this week because they knew that it was a terrible, horrible policy Correct. of theirs. It Correct. was a choice that they, it was these are choices that they made that ended up with families being separated and they didn't want to face up to it. Yeah. You know, Donald Trump is always, he's happy to take credit for anything, uh, that goes great. Even if it hasn't gone great yet, he'll say it's gone great and he'll take credit for it. But woe be to you. If you try to, you know, pin that responsibility on him, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, then, you know, it's the Democrats, it's this, it's that, it's the other thing. And, and, uh, um, so, let's just really quickly get into the the who, what, where, and why of family separation. As so I'm
0: getting my phone charged yeah. <laughs> up.
1: Well, this is important shit here. We need to, I don't want you, I don't want you losing your, uh <laughs> I don't want you losing your charge. Yeah,
0: because I'm literally on 23%. <laughs> you want me to do this myself?
1: That's <laughs> not going to get you through the show. No, this is not going <laughs> to get me through the show.
0: I would like to welcome you all to D C T V D. This yes. is how we do. This is a
1: very DIY operation, uh,
0: there we go no no no.
1: we got we got the best crew the best crew thanks production yes. all right let's let's
0: let's break down um because i think for everybody it's very important to right. understand you know we we feel a certain way yeah. and and i'll get into my statement yeah you know after you break this down it's understanding what the what what is the law what is the the backing the premise behind yeah
1: yeah so Basically, there's this. I mean, you have y- you can't get into this conversation without talking about the conditions on the ground, particularly in um, Central America, and and in particular within Central America. I'm talking about El Salvador, mm-hmm. Honduras, and Guatemala, and that these are the countries that are that are primarily it is their citizens who are coming up and presenting themselves at the border or, or attempting to cross and then being apprehended. Um, typically, before Donald Trump instituted a zero tolerance policy. You know, you could present yourself at the border and say, I, "I'm from Guatemala. I want to um, uh, seek asylum." Right. And then there's 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 processing. They take you in, and they'll they they will process you. Um, if you didn't present yourself at the border, and if you just crossed, you w- were apprehended. And um, I think it's also important to note. Pretty much since 2010 it's got to be like somewhere between 98 and 100% of people who have crossed the border have been apprehended. This notion that people are crossing the border, nobody's getting them and then they're just working their way into the mm-hmm. country is a huge huge misrepresentation. Mm-hmm. Um and and you know, I've I've interviewed literally thousands of undocumented individuals um mostly in, you know, Talking to them and, and evaluating whether they have a case, whether I can represent them, and and uh, I have not yet met a single person who came to this country, crossed a border after 2010 and was not apprehended. Right. Um,
0: now how you know. f- now when we say ni- 98 to 100 percent of anybody, and I and I, and I'll and I'll make this point because I can't stand those shows, the border patrol what's on like Nat Geo and everything yeah. I can't, I can't stand those shows. Um prior to were their numbers just a little bit lower or significantly lower? So so, so prior our favorite year 2008. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> prior to 2008, what so did the numbers look like?
1: So it really started in like 2005. I think a lot of people okay. forget after George W. Bush was reelected, yeah. you know, two of his big signature uh, what he wanted to accomplish from a policy standpoint. One was privatizing Social Security, and that was a a big loser. Everybody, his own party included, shut it down. The other was immigration reform. Now, the Republican idea, or some Republicans' idea of immigration reform in 2005 is vastly different than what it is today. Mm -hmm. and It was functionally going to be like an amnesty for everyone who was here undocumented. We were probably talking about somewhere between 10 and 12 million undocumented, you know, back in 2005. His party revolted on that as well, and since then they've been very, very hardline on immigration. Um, but but as, as, as part of those efforts, there was a lot more money that was earmarked towards um, hiring more border patrol, mm-hmm. increasing the technology that they, that they use to monitor uh, the border, Um, because i remember they
0: were just doing like tsa i mean they were just throwing ads out there we'll we'll pay you this much you can move here for 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 just a year or like eight months right because they had a lot
1: of money they had a lot of money to throw and
0: then you can pick which you know where you want to go
1: right right so these people now today under donald trump's zero tolerance policy so they're crossing the border, right. they're getting apprehended, and previously you get apprehended and you say, I, I want to seek asylum in the United States. And so then they would process you the same way that they process the people at the border crossing. Now what they're doing is they are not processing you, they're prosecuting you Correct. for crossing the border. Um, I think what a lot of people who, you know, talk about this sort of like fealty to the rule of law, neglect to understand is that what they're being charged with what these people are being charged with if it's a first unlawful entry mm-hmm. is a misdemeanor under federal law it's a misdemeanor yeah. um, and there is even the option for instead of criminal sanctions and the criminal sanctions are limited i believe to 6 months in jail which you know obviously nobody would get for a first for a first offense and maybe like a $250 fine if criminally convicted there's also civil penalties of usually like somewhere in the fifty to hundred dollar range, basically under federal laws, it's not a very serious crime. Um, not a very serious crime but at all. But it's
0: just like you automatically cross the line. So literally, this line on the floor, yeah. I cross it. That's an automatic misdemeanor.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an unlawful. It's an unlawful crossing because you were supposed to be, what's called paroled into the country. You're supposed to be inspected and paroled when you're standing in line. You come back from, you know, Cancun. <laughs>
0: Humans, <laughs> human beings yeah, when you come are literally, I mean, it, what you just said sounds like I'm inspecting fruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chicken. Yep. Pul- you know, I was going to say poultry. <laughs> I told y'all I'm having a bad night. <laughs> Beef. Just fish. It's yeah, that, like, yeah. okay, uh, it's, it, it, it blows my mind. Right. It blows my mind that literally I crossed the line. Mm-hmm. Misdemeanor.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You
0: have a criminal record.
1: Sure, and that's that law's been on the books for a long time, and no. And I don't
0: think people. I don't think people understand and know and know that, and that's why I'm at. You know, Mm -hmm. I. This is why we're talking about this tonight, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would love to see. uh, You know, and I see a couple people online. You know, how many of you knew that? Coming into crossing the line, crossing the border, Mm -hmm. illegally. I mean, we have to say it is what it is. That that's an automatic misdemeanor.
1: Yeah. But, but, but the point of it is, is that when, when families came with their children, and even when they didn't come with their children, we didn't prosecute them. Right. We didn't waste resources. We didn't waste time prosecuting for a misdemeanor. We would just process them as though they showed up at the port of entry. Right. And the reason why a lot of these people are crossing instead of going to a port of entry is because they're being they've, they've been brought up with uh, what's w- what they call a coyote, mm-hmm. which is somebody that you pay a few thousand dollars yep. to, and they take you on the journey from your country up to the U.S. border. Mm-hmm. Um, some people think that these coyotes are traffickers. Um, you know, I mean, I guess... Th- that, that, that may well be the technical definition, but
0: they are not know, the Harriet Tubmans of yeah uh, yeah. Let's not <laughs> yeah of Central America right
1: right. Let's not. Li- we're n- I'm certainly not going to paint them as heroes. That a lot of them take advantage of these people. Yeah, um, it's a very dangerous journey to undertake. Um, these are you know along with refugees in in, in Syria and Yemen and mm-hmm. uh, Somalia and, and and places where they're escaping civil war. You know these are the most vulnerable people on planet Earth right Right. now. And um, these are normally the types of people that we would extend a hand to. Um, You know. So we had a huge outcry. I mean there's been an outcry for a couple of weeks. We've known about this policy for a couple of weeks. I've been talking about it since I first heard about it. Um, I'm not somebody who gets histrionic or hysterical about politics on my social media. Mm -hmm. But this issue, he leaves that to me. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, Michelle, you do it so well. Why Thank you. Why Thank should you. I? Thank
0: you very much. Why
1: should I? Why <laughs> should I jump in? Why should I jump in?
0: And normally, I don't even say anything. I just post <laughs> and let the people talk.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we really, I think, this week hit a critical mass with this because, um, well, I should back up too, really, really quickly. So when when these people are being criminally prosecuted. That is the pretext for separating the children from the families. Because right. then, at that point, you're not—they're not in immigration detention; they're in federal jail, awaiting trial in federal court, um, prosecuted by United States attorneys. So, in that system, it would be just like if the FBI showed up at your door and arrested you for, you know, possessing a hundred pounds of. Of heroin or methamphetamine, and they took you away, and you know your kids are there screaming in the house, and so a lot of conservatives have tried to kind of use that as a defense. Like, well, of course, you know, I mean, children are separated from their families right. all the time. Um, this is this is this is this is different. This is different than that, um, and it's different in in several ways. I mean, you have these children who have undergone this arduous journey, and understand the children. Have done nothing illegal. Nothing. Nothing illegal, nothing wrong, and yet they're the ones that are being punished. And they're being punished for basically two reasons. One, a- and this has been stated by either Donald Trump or people in his administration, one, as a deterrent to other asylum seekers coming into the United States, and two, as leverage against Democrats as we begin to negotiate immigration reform. Um, so. Family separation. You've got screaming children, literally being ripped away from crying mothers and fathers, uh, and then being taken to separate detention facilities, often in separate states. Yeah. Separate states. We have had several show up in New York, yeah. in Michigan, yep, in that's California.
0: What I was gonna say. That child. That is a two-year-old, or a
1: there's like a f- six-month-old, or something yeah. like that. An eight-month-old. That's in that Detroit. Came in, yeah, came in. Came into Detroit. It's, it's it's a horror show. Like I said last week, and and you know it really hit a critical mass this week because we saw it. we began to start to get to see images of what's going on in these detention centers. What are the actual conditions that these children are in? We also heard ProPublica, the, uh, the 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 uh, journalism uh, outfit who really do tremendous work. Um, ProPublica released audio from one of these detention centers of mm. children who had been separated from their parents. And it is, it's heartbreaking. It's yeah. absolutely heartbreaking to listen to. It is, um, and I think that that really brought things home for a lot of people, for a lot of people. I mean, look, let's not pretend like this is popular. Right. It's deeply unpopular by about a two to one margin. It's about, what, 65, 35. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is deeply, deeply unpopular among the American public at large um, but we still had a lot of people a lot of people defending this policy um, and using some of the most specious garbage bullshit arguments to d- try I mean to defend something that is indefensible, it well is indefensible.
0: Every the, the individuals that, that spoke number one clearly don't even understand what it's about uh, what's going on? And what's the law? And what's not the law? Yeah. They are speaking because their puppet master is speaking.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's definitely a lot of that. There's definitely a lot of that. Um, you know, the administration goes out there and, and and you know gives bullshit answers. Like the you know the secretary of homeland security said that there is, there is not a policy to separate children. Period. And then other people are saying, "Well, of course, there's a policy to separate children. We're trying to send a message to these people in these countries to not come."
0: What was Sarah, Sarah Saunders said, uh, um, "It was biblical." <laughs>
1: no, yeah, yeah. There was the, <laughs> yeah, that was last Jeff week's. Sessions that was last week's outrage. That last w- yeah, that was. Uh,
0: it was like, why uh, I th- wasn't she supposed to quit? <laughs> why are you still up there?
1: Because <laughs> she has no soul. Yeah. So I mean, look.
0: Let me ask you the, 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 this question. Um, and this has been the question that I've, I've – I didn't pose it on, on social media, kind of maybe, um, but I've asked several individuals. As we're sitting here, as we're talking about it, as we're seeing the images, as we're hearing it, and it's like, okay, how do we, ex- how do we explain this? Um, were the signs there that something like this was going to happen because he is P-4-5? We know how he is. We know that he wants to demise everything that President Obama, and even prior to, because he's talked about Bush, mm-hmm. he's talked about Clinton. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he's taking a dig too deep at Reagan, but definitely, you know, Carter. Um, is there something that 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 we did we see this?
1: You mean outside of him being a terrible human being yes. and a racist? Outside oh, of that,
0: I mean, you know. <laughs>
1: Okay, um, because there have been people discussing this. This has been a subject of discussion in the administration for a while now. Yeah. Um, John Kelly, when he was before he was uh, White House Chief of Staff, when he was head of uh, the Department of Homeland Security, uh, did an interview, I believe, with Wolf Blitzer, mm-hmm. maybe in like March of 2017. Mm-hmm. And Wolf said, "Are you considering a policy of separating families at the border?" And he said, "Yeah." You damn right. Basically, said yeah. you're damn right. We're considering it, and, and it, it would and be a serious deterrent. And and uh, yeah. you know, we that's that's what we that's what we really want to accomplish. And and
0: because of everything going on with with him and the campaign and Hillary, all of us l- overlooked it. I yeah. don't want to say all of us overlooked it. W- those of us that pay certain attention to certain things. Yeah we knew this that something like this or something of a magnitude, if right. not now, basically we say, if not now, when?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's why I said, you know, I, I've talked to people. Did did you think that this was going to happen? Because, I mean, I, the way that people are just, oh, I just can't believe this happened. This is so, wait a minute. Do you even know the law? You didn't see this coming? We had to know that this was going to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, we had... A status quo ante before this new policy was was instituted, where, like I said, you basically you're at the border, you're at the border, and um, either you're apprehended or you've presented yourself at a, at a at a port of entry, and somebody says, "Do you have a visa to come into the United States?" And they say, "No." And they say, "Okay, well, why are you here?" Well, I wanna I want asylum. I have fear of returning to my country. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then so then they would undertake what's called the credible fear interview where there's uh, a a border agent who gives an interview basically asking why have you left your country and to determine whether that meets just sort of basic, most basic threshold of asylum. And you know what? If you're up there and you say, well, you know, there's no work where I live and uh, I thought I'd come to the United States and try to find a job. I mean, if you tell that to a border agent in a credible fear interview, they're going to say, you know what, you don't even have like the most, you don't even have the most basic, right. uh, uh, you know, credible fear. And so they would, they would get returned. It's but expedited, if, expedited, if expedited if removal. Yeah. But if um, you say
0: you live in the village and the MS over here and the.
1: Namada 18s. Yeah. Are over there. I don't
0: even like saying their names. I'm just afraid. It's like Candyman when you say their names. You say it too <laughs> many times. I just, I have a fear they're going to pop up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, like, so that's, that's how people got processed in this in, in, you know, beforehand. And then if you have a credible fear, then they have to, d- you know, if you have your children with you, they typically will release you either on bond or on your own recognizance, and you have to check in at your local ICE office. You have right. to go and appear at immigration court. Um, and and try to offer some sort of a defense. You have to try to prove your asylum claim to an immigration judge, uh, which is extremely difficult. It's, it's extremely difficult. You know, the ma- vast majority of asylum cases lose. Right. Um, and that's just that's just reality. A U.S. immigration law is 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 difficult. Um, it's it's tough. It was that way when Obama was president. It was that way when George W. Bush was president. Uh-huh. It's it's been that way. So, but to my mind, getting away from sort of like the immigration the immigration uh, um, policies underlying and undergirding all this, this to me is just sort of a basic test of humanity. I mean, do you use innocent children, mm. children as pawns to achieve an objective? <laughs> um, do you, I mean, are you, there's an argument that, What this is actually amounts to the international definition of torture.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, There have been some physicians who have said that what is going on meets the legal definition of child abuse. Mm -hmm. This is all being done by the United States government in our name. It is the United, we are all, you know, this is our government, whether we like it or not. And a lot of us, imagine if you're watching this show, you probably don't. Like, like Don't that this is our government, but th- but this is our government.
0: Doesn't everybody feel so patriotic right now? Yeah, exactly. You just want to salute the flag and be like, "What the hell is really going on?" Yeah. You know, I I I have my thoughts and I have my my understanding. A um, couple of people, because of course, a lot of this happened on June nineteenth. Mm-hmm. So for those of you all that don't know what June nineteenth is, it's Juneteenth. (laughs) Google it. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, Google that
1: shit. It's important.
0: Google that shit. It's real important. Um, It's a celebration of understanding the rights of, um, and that's what we're talking about. Civil rights. Civil rights of
1: all human people.
0: So a few people posted a picture of. A slave master taking away a child from a mother, mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking, okay, well yeah you, you you understand it um this is our modern day slavery. this is, but this isn't something that stopped when the slave ships went away and the cotton fields were growing, and this has been happening for eternity.
1: Well, I mean, I think it's it when you are separating children from their parents, scre- again, screaming children. really And then you put them in drag, a cage. And then you put them in a cage. I mean, it requires a level of dehumanization mm-hmm. that just, to me, is, is all too persistent in the American character.
0: How do they sleep at night?
1: because uh, because they don't when you dehumanize groups of people you don't have to think about their individual Absolutely humanity no. you can justify uh, all kinds of atrocities i mean how did slavery happen how did jim crow happen how did the holocaust happen how did japanese internment happen uh, how has anti-muslim bigotry taken yes. hold in post 9/11 you know, all kinds of atrocities happen when when we dehumanize groups, mm-hmm. we dehumanize tribes, um, and and it's just I don't know. I'm a history. I was a, I was a history and political science major. I I I, I know this these these fields intimately, um, and I just feel like not enough people have that basic basic knowledge of. All just, we all just sit there and say, oh, my God, slavery was so awful. Mm-hmm. How, h- who, who thought that that was a good idea? How could that possibly have happened? The Holocaust, so awful. How on earth could that have happened? Mm. Well, it happens when you have groups of people who, who, who can't see the humanity in other Correct. groups of people. And again... You know, I'll be the first to admit that in my work as an immigration lawyer, you know, I hear, I, I get to sit down across the table from these people. I hear them talk. I pass them tissues to wipe away their tears. I hear their stories. I hear a lot of very horrific, horrific stories of what has happened to these people. Um, and and look, like I say, asylum law is very difficult. There's times when I've sat there, and and handed people tissues to to dab away their tears and listen to a horrific story and at the very end say that is awful and I am so sorry that that has happened to you but, but there isn't anything that I can do to help yeah the United States immigration law doesn't doesn't offer protection for that right um, and and so uh, you know I I have that perspective where I get to see everybody's humanity. Um, they're not numbers. They're not just a brown mass of people to me. They're individuals, um, many of whom I've been in their homes. Yeah. I've been in their homes and, and met their families. Um, you know, it's, it's, so it's, it's upsetting to me to see so many other people just dehumanizing, yeah. dehumanizing these people. Because that's really the only way that you can think that this is okay. That's the only way that you can think that this is okay is if you're not thinking of these people as people. Right. I mean, who do we take children from the parents? I mean, livestock? Yeah. Animals?
0: Yeah. But not that's ba- that's basically what 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 this administration has has, right. a, has called us. That's absolutely right. We're that's animals. absolutely
1: right. And and like I say, we heard um, very serious audio. Of what's going on in these child detention centers from Pro ProPublica, try to say that fast. Pro,
0: ten times ProPublica. ProPublica. Um, and God so bless you em, God bless them. You know
1: what? I honestly think that they may win the Pulitzer Prize just for that audio. Yeah. Um, and that I think was a turning point in 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 this whole story because we had yesterday, and uh, yesterday being Wednesday, the 21st of June. Or the twentieth of June. I apologize. Uh, President Trump signed an executive order that basically ended family separation.
0: So um. who 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 had their finger in his jugular? Who did that?
1: Um. And we're
0: going to talk about what Melania had on today.
1: Yeah. Because yeah.
0: that 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 was either a dig at or a dig at. Well, yeah. Uh. So who had their finger in 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 Trump's jugular to to sign that? Yeah, you know Cause what? He ha- he has no no tears of a clown.
1: Right, right. Smoky, yeah, I mean Smokey I
0: th- Robinson for for you all that don't.
1: For know. all the for all the for all the kids out there. For who all the know. kids out there that are watching who don't know their Motown, mm-hmm. and are pathetic. Um.
0: <laughs> Damn, <laughs>
1: know your Motown. Come on. This is basic stuff. We're straight
0: to the musical jugular. This is straight <laughs>
1: stuff here. This is this is easy stuff. Know your know Motown.
0: Taraji is on a on a roll tonight, y'all. Go <laughs>
1: buy go buy the box set. Go buy go the box buy the set. Box set. <laughs> It'll your life your life will improve if if
0: you if you're Matter not a of fan fact, of Motown. Turn on PBS. You should watch the PBS Newshour <laughs> and then you know Austin City Limit. How great was Austin? I don't mean to to. Have you guys ever watched Austin City? Oh, well I mean, Austin of course, who doesn't watch Austin City? Google it if you don't know what I'm talking about.
1: Get your Motown on. Anyway, okay, sorry, back I'm to immigration. So yeah. we had this executive order yesterday. What does the executive order say? So the executive order basically says, um, okay, we're not going to separate parents from children. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to keep them together now. Uh, in cages. Detained. In, mm-hmm. cages, in cages. In an
0: old Walmart. Yeah.
1: So let me just just really quickly back up. Why were they separated? Well, there is a um, there's a federal court order that indicates basically that you cannot detain children for more than 20 days. Um, and so I guess they were thinking that they were going to have to detain these parents for more than 20 days in order to process them through the federal court system. So they just separated the kids. Right. Now, basically, what they're going to do is they're just going to keep them all together, which is likely going to violate this court order and lead to some litigation. Uh, um, yeah. But, you know... I'm not sure that that's, well, um, that's a polite way of saying it's not appreciably better. It's a little bit better in that parents and children are now together, Mm -hmm. but they're still together in what amounts to an inhumane condition if they're going to be detained indefinitely throughout the pendency of their asylum cases. Basically the way these things usually work is they process you, they give you a court date, they tell you which ICE office you need to report to. Mm And then they release you, either on a bond or on your own recognizance. um, And then you go. You leave Texas. You get on a Greyhound bus. You take it up to uh, Rockville or Baltimore or whatever. Your family members pick you up. And now you live in Maryland. You send a a change of address form into DHS. They transfer your immigration case to the immigration court in Baltimore. The immigration court in Baltimore sends you a notice. Hey, come to court on such and such date. Right. Uh, their ICE sends you a notice, hey, come in and check in uh, You know, every month or every six months or whatever. A lot of these folks also have ankle bracelets, yep. GPS monitoring ankle bracelets. The woman
0: on the plane has a, a, a bracelet on, an uh, uh, ankle monitor on. I saw the photo of that, her and her son, yeah. and <laughs> it's just like, you've got to be joking right. me. So my, my question as we're, you know, a, a, as we're breaking this down, and, and we really hope that everybody, you know, understands this. If you're watching it live now or when you watch the the, the rerun yeah. of this, yeah. um, available on YouTube or on, uh <laughs> on Facebook, One Love Facebook Massive. Facebook um, These detention centers, I mean, literally, like, one of them is an old Walmart. Yeah. Where are these where where are the teams of people getting cages from to th- to to throw us into because that's basically what is being done. How is this happening so rapidly, so fast? That's why I, that's why I asked my question. Did we see this coming? Did you all know that this was happening and were you already prepared?
1: So they were somewhat prepared and somewhat not prepared. Um I mean And I wa- and I
0: want to know the meals. Are we eating like jail bologna sandwich and some some sippy cup fruit punch. That's a good question. Little jitney jungle for those from Mississippi. <laughs> that, was, that was the grocery store. Um, little juice thing we had in boarding school. Like I, I, I'm, and I don't mean to 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 joke about this because mm-hmm. this is not a joking matter. Yeah, yeah. But you all know I got the zingers that, that that just pop in my head. I know. I know. Um, let them fly. Let them fly. fly. Uh, so I mean, my question, and I, I, and this is an honest question, w- because I think about DC jail. Mm-hmm. And and whoo God bless y'all down there. Um, or or the holding cell, you know, central cell block. Like, we know you go down there, you hear the big clank, 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 close. And you're gonna be in there till Tuesday morning. Yep. Uh, when the former Judge Satterfield decided to let you out or not. Um, so it's just like the, these places, these tender age boxes that, that that they're in, were they like already set up? And ready to to to, to, to get people well, in.
1: I would say this: there is definitely um, an industry, a private industry around housing
0: inmates. Sounds like CCA to me. So I mean wonder if Michael Jordan lot. still has his stock in that. There's a lot of <laughs> oh, y'all didn't know about private, that private <laughs> private companies
1: that that uh, there's a lot of private companies that that make money housing inmates. Inmates. Uh, these detention centers. They're thinking about building more um, to house more, and and I mean that really gets me. I guess to my to my my question. I mean, why change the policy now? <laughs> um, is there really a crisis at the border? W- the United States right now is enjoying what economists would call. And I'm not going to argue that this is a great economy for everybody. No. It certainly is not. But when you look at Department of Labor statistics, and you look at w- how economists dis- you know uh, 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 define full employment, we're there. This economy is enjoying full employment mm-hmm. under the e- econometric definition of full employment. Um, we know that undocumented immigrants commit a fraction of the crime mm-hmm. of native-born people, and that is per hundred thousand. Uh, uh per hundred thousand individuals. Um, you know, I- i'd have to look up the numbers but but uh, but I saw charts in the Washington Post today that basically showed I think native born homicides are at like two thousand for every hundred thousand and undocumented homicides are basically like seven hundred fifty for every hundred thousand uh uh individuals in the in the in, in the population.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so, we know that undocumented do not commit, that, you know, they, that, 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 that there is not some wave of crime being committed by undocumented individuals in this country.
0: Have we heard any uh, MS-13 chatter since all of this has happened via the news?
1: Not that I'm aware of. I mean, MS-13 is a huge, is a big... Um,
0: I wonder if they're just kind of taking, you know, I mean, do, do thugs care? So not really calling
1: them thugs but no no look MS13 are thugs they're absolutely <laughs> thugs they're 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 terrible they're, it's a terrible gang they're terrible people they're thugs like they they should have all of the approbation that, that 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 they deserve but the administration is using MS13 the same way previous administrations used ISIS to sort of arouse right fear Cause of I'm scared. Muslims. You're scared of MS13? You shouldn't be. No, nah, not really. You shouldn't be. <laughs> not really. <laughs> you got You got more chance. You could live in a building with a bunch of MS-13 people. And you're still going to have a better chance of getting killed by a bus crossing the street than you will by MS-13. They wouldn't bother me. And then, (laughs) you know, but the notion that, uh, first of all, MS-13 is not coming across the border. Nope. MS-13 is here already. MS-13 started in the United States, Los Angeles, I believe. They are here. They're not coming here.
0: They've already been here.
1: They've been here. And the MS-13 that's in El Salvador, in Guatemala, in Honduras, they run that country. They, they run their territory. Yeah. They, they, they act with impunity. The police do not do anything to stop them, to, 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 to halt their activities. In fact, the police usually help. When people go and make reports to the police, hey, look, these MS-13 folks were extorting me or they threatened to rape my daughter, then the police say, okay, okay, let me get your name, mm-hmm. your address, your phone number, and then as soon as they leave, they pick up the phone. Go get them. Call the MS 13 people. Here's the name. Here's the address. Here's the phone number. Mm-hmm. They just made a complaint about you. Yeah. And next and thing you know, next, next thing bot. you know, your problems, your problems have, have increased. So I mean, I I talk to a lot of people, and I'm, you know, it's one of, always one of the questions I ask. Did you make police reports? Some of them actually have, and and, yeah. and they they provide you with the police reports. But a lot wow. of them are just a lot of them are just like, no, why would I? It would just get me killed.
0: Yeah. That's um, why I'm here. That's why.
1: That's why I'm here. So MS-13 and and the mata 18, I mean, they act with impunity in those countries. There's no reason on earth that an MS-13 member would leave El Salvador on that path through Mexico, and then try to sneak into the United States right. into a place that has, uh, certainly, relatively speaking from where they come from, vibrant law enforcement and and you know an actual uh, court system that you know. In theory, anyway, is supposed to be based in the rule of law. Right. Certainly more so than what we find in El Salvador. Certainly right. more so than what we find in Honduras or Guatemala. Um, there's so, I mean, it's, it's one of those dog whistles that people in the administration will use. Oh, MS-13, MS-13. They want people to be afraid of MS-13 mm-hmm. the same way that they wanted people to be afraid of ISIS, the same way that they wanted people to be afraid of Al-Qaeda, mm-hmm. the same way that they have wanted people to be afraid of all sorts of groups that they can then mm-hmm. dehumanize and use as justification to commit all manner of atrocities. And mm-hmm.
0: so it's just a repeat of history.
1: It is a repeat of history and not enough people know their history and, and Ooh. Um, you know
0: take time out and learn people.
1: Read a book. Read a book.
0: The Washington Post. You read the Washington Post, listen to Kojo Namdi and Uh, And
1: tune into DCTBD. Turn
0: into DCTBD. That's right. And then listen to... um,
1: Amy mm. Schumer's podcast.
0: Yeah, that one. (laughs) 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 I couldn't even think. I told y'all, my brain is scrambled right now. Good grief, I'll be glad when this event is over with. Anybody that still needs tickets to Sweet White Jazzy, now you better hurry up. You have until 11.59 p.m. That is by the uh, HBCU Council of Shiloh Baptist Church. We're going to party on the rooftop uh, on Saturday... Um,
1: what are proceeds going towards?
0: So uh, all proceeds go towards uh, HBCU scholarships. We have seven, eight of them um, that Excellent. we give out every February at HBCU Sunday. Excellent. So it is Excellent. my love. is my lineage. So tell us again, what is SWJN? So SWJN is Sweet White Jazzy Night. Um, we shortened it this year because, you know, you see on flyers. There's not
1: that many sweet whites.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know a few sweet whites. <laughs> <laughs> it's a few sweet white daddies out there. <laughs> hey, daddy. So it is uh, an affair. Um, the band is collaboration. Yeah. Um, they've been with us for a while. And it's a silent auction. So, And actually, Event Solutions DC will have uh, a ticketed item for a value of $250. Excellent. Um, for a 30-minute free consultation and 10% off any tiered package. Starting value, $250. I am not cheap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and nor should you be know sure. your value yes know, your, know value, your value people know your value so. uh, well that's fantastic that's swjn that's going to be the 23rd so what is that saturday that is
0: saturday at 6 p.m yeah
1: and we're going to be at Shiloh the shallow baptist, baptist church, church. Yeah. which is beautiful it's beautiful i've been in that building before
0: yeah. don't be afraid everybody's just like oh jazz event. they're like yeah yeah then they're like oh it says the church don't be afraid we get down and pastor laughs and he has a good time because he enjoys seeing us work hard, play hard yes. and raising money for students. And oh, you know what? I do have to shout out some the real DC before we get back to a little bit of immigration and then, and and then move on to DC politics. Marcus, where are you? <laughs> um <laughs> um I always I I I shout out, you know, kind of randoms and everything, but if we talk as we talk about um Sweet, White, Jazzy Night, in September, we do a SAT prep workshop hmm. um, where Good. students take the SAT and the parents um, sit in a workshop and go over financial aid, admissions, scholarships, that's everything. That's outstanding,
1: that's outstanding.
0: While the kids are taking the test, so Great. we break everything down. Um, but I have to shout out McKinley Tech High School because every year for the past three years, we have more students from McKinley Tech. So Ward Five, McKinley Tech, D C P S, they show out and show up and I think two of their students this year won um our scholarship two of our scholarships. Good. So you anyway, know. God bless
1: it. DCPS, man. Yeah, you know. All those kids there, man. Keep oh. working. Keep studying. They gotta do something. Stay in school, study. Go to these workshops, these SAT workshops.
0: And it's free. Yeah. It's free. Yeah. So yeah, you know what was that the the graduating rate for D.C. at one point in time, like when the scandal hit, when Antoine Wilson was peace out. Um, I don't <laughs> even know the new girl's name. Uh, hey, new lady, is she still interim? I don't know. Yeah. Um, forty-two the f- percent.
1: The older blonde white lady got got pushed out, right? What was her name? Yeah, Michelle her. Oh, her. no, she was the Asian lady, uh, Michelle Rhee.
0: No, we're not talking about her. God, we're not talking about it. Now that really is Candyman. Don't say her name anymore, <laughs> or she, or she may pop up. She may pop up. She may pop up. Who gets fired from their own company? Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, Michelle Rita. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what's the 42 percent graduating uh, rate yeah, in DC from enough. the seniors? Not good enough. And everything. So you know, shout out to to the seniors that graduated. For those that are going to school, do your best. Ask for help. You know, yes, just talk yes. talk to somebody. For those that are not going to school, get your ass up and do something. Yep. Okay.
1: Don't play video that games.
0: That comes to you from Auntie Michelle today.
1: Don't stay home and play <laughs> video games and smoke <laughs> weed. No. Save that, save that for the adults. Yeah, say, <laughs> save that for you Michelle. Gotta, you got to earn that privilege.
0: Ooh, yes, you do. And I have <laughs> earned my stripes. <laughs> earned them. All right, Taranji. Uh,
1: before we jump in, I just want to point out breaking news. Oh, my God. The Washington Bullets have drafted six, seven, two hundred eight 208 pounds from University of Oregon. Small forward, looks like Troy Brown. ESPN says his strengths. Good combination of size, length, and frame for an NBA wing. Big enough to play a small ball for, which I think uh, w- we might see the Bullets doing this year. Because this it uh-huh. uh, looks like uh, Marching Gortat is probably going to get moved. Um, I don't use the W word. Thank you. They are still and have always been
0: the Washington Bullets. The
1: Washington Bullets. So I told Taranji uh, to
0: put his hat on tonight because yeah. I re- and I want everybody because Dion, Dion, I you're I know you're not watching, but I'm gonna call you out. Uh, champagne in the and no champagne in the in the living room. I always jack up the name of their their um, podcast and, and newsletter and social media. Is that
1: the name? No champagne in the living no, room. No, it's
0: champagne in the. In the locker room.
1: Champagne. Yeah, in the champagne locker.
0: in the locker room. All <laughs> as
1: right. As
0: much as I post about it, you think I can remember these things? Because um, I, I kind of took a dig. Um, there was an article that was like, you know, talking about LeBron coming to D.C. That's what we <laughs> need. And I was like, honey, we do not need two crybabies <laughs> in, uh, in D.C. I, LeBron does great advocacy work. I think he's taken his money. You know, I love, you know, Mm -hmm. how he's kept his family together. And I I think he's a really good guy. He's a big old crybaby on the court when he doesn't get his way and uh, he doesn't want to play well with.
1: What NBA player isn't, though? Yeah, but
0: I loved it when Dennis Rodman used to do it. It was just real, uh, just just the anger behind it. But then he came out and he was like, yeah, man, we did that. No, LeBron doesn't do that so well. And I always say it's because he never played on a collegiate level he went straight into mm. the NBA. That's just me. Everybody else may say, you don't know what you're talking about.
1: You know what you're talking about. Okay. I'm not sure that I agree with that. but. Oh, uh-uh. but, but Production I, but is like, <laughs> mm, mm, no, mm-mm, she wrong. <laughs> uh, I would gladly take LeBron in D.C., but I suspect it's not. All right. So welcome. What's his name? Troy Brown. Okay. So it looks like we got a six-seven. How's his shooting? Let me see. If they want to so play small ball so four. So
0: thoughts out there. Th- thoughts and Thoughtville. That's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure Leave out Leave that here. poor boy alone. Don't y'all uh. be taking him to the club and over at, um Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was about to say the Skylark. Um, park at
1: 14.
0: Oh, child, please. <laughs> Everybody uh, goes to Park. Even I, even I still go to Park.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Only when Secret Society <laughs> is there.
0: Only when Secret Society is
1: there. Uh, it's yeah. been a few years since I've been at Park. But yes, uh, I mean, it is what uh, it
0: is. Uh, yeah. But go to decades. Decades is better.
1: Go to decades, yes. If if only we had somebody here to talk about repre- decades a representative from decades, <laughs> Who nightclub. represents
0: decades? And I if think I think they're doing something called rewind something. I don't hmm. know. Something. I don't know. I feel like there should be Can I shout here. out to the people that are on my timeline that are watching?
1: Shout out to everybody who is watching. First of all, how I many many people are watching? I don't know.
0: I don't know. <laughs> but, of course, um, church member is watching. Uh, yes. little b- a little brother of somebody that uh, went to college across the street from me is watching. One of my homegirls who is a teacher is watching. And then, Go of ahead. course, the best of the best, Bootsy Vegas. If y'all don't know who Bootsy Vegas is, Google it. Um, he is watching. So, hey, everybody.
1: Shout out to everybody. Bootsy, we love you. Yeah. Um, get
0: stronger, get better, because he is, um, if you don't know, that uh, Sally, you know, Boosie Vegas, um, just big advocate in DCPS um excellent, uh, and everything for DPR and, you know, trying to get these kids to understand the radio and the media and everything. Um
1: God bless anybody who's trying to make kids understand yeah, anything.
0: Fuck cancer. <laughs> we don't
1: like it. So. No doubt. No doubt. Well shout out to Bootsy
0: we got to get on to our uh, next subject.
1: Let's talk D.C. politics. We had elections this week. Wow. Um, I, full disclosure, I am not a current resident of the District of Columbia, so I was not able to vote in the elections. And, and as such, um, I was able to kind of, like, keep a distance from a lot of the issues. And it seems like the biggest issue that was on the ballot was uh, initiative number 77. mm mm-hmm. um, so Michelle, why don't you? Are you able to give us like a quick rundown on seventy <laughs> seven?
0: I have to Google it. <laughs>
1: All right, then I'll do the I'll do the quick rundown on seventy seven. So
0: it's not that I have to Google it. It's, so it's it it's initiative seventy seven basically is. Um, it's going to bring tipped e- wage it, minimum e- you're wage. You're either going to keep the 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 same uh, hourly rate, which is like three dollars and thirty three cents, right? Um, and you you Survive off of your tips, tips. right? Um, those were the people that wanted no on Initiative 77. Mm-hmm. Yes, on Initiative 77 was for that wage to come up, right, by 2026 to fifteen dollars and fifty cents or somewhere, somewhere to, to, to get up to. to I think fi-
1: fifteen to get up to ba- to get yeah. up to the basic the, ba- the 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 minimum wage for everybody, right.
0: And, and so it was huge debate.
1: It was huge debate, yeah. Because
0: literally restaurants went out and they did full-fledged marketing. They got posters. They got buttons. A lot of restaurants that you walked into, and I mean a lot of the old school, mm-hmm. the old Ebbets of the world,
1: mm-hmm.
0: were like, we're not here for it. Yeah. This is how our people survive. This is how I got through getting my master's degree. We, we don't want it. We're yeah. happy here. We treat our people well. This is how this is family. He's worked here 22 years. He's worked here 15 years. She, she just started two months ago and we've already bumped her up yeah. in, to this. And then other restaurants are like, no, it's better for me.
1: Well, look, we know how restaurants want to do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you ask a restaurant, would you rather all of your employees make $3.33 an hour or $15 an hour? That's an easy, that's an easy answer for the restaurant. What I found interesting was how many. Tipped employees were uh, uh, inf- were were against seventy seven. Did not want their mm-hmm. did not want to, to to make minimum wage, right? Because they felt that it would affect uh, it would affect their tips. Um, I, I I've got to be honest with me. I probably I worked many many years worked many years in in food service, uh, so I'm I'm inclined to listen to food service employees. Um, but I'm actually not sure how I would have voted on mm-hmm. on on 77, and, and uh, should be a should be an interesting should be interesting to see how how it all plays it's out. It's
0: going to be interesting because you know basically what they said is that um, and and I'm pulling up the numbers right now um, on uh, everything because that's what we're going to get into next. Um, as we're wrapping up and, and getting out of here <laughs> for the evening. Because anyway, yeah. the next group of folks are in here ready to roll. The <laughs> um, lab.
1: We're going to get some cypher action. The lab. That's the cypher, so stick y'all. Around. <laughs> stick um, around for the lab.
0: So, 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 the, so, the, so, so what's being said is basically that Bowser um, and the council will fight it. They will fight it because they were no on mm-hmm, it. Hmm. Um, and this is probably.
1: That will be interesting to see.
0: I think this is the 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 one topic um that I feel in my heart that they are going to do the right thing. I don't feel like there's something undermined that's coming with it, no kickbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is going to be fair across the board. Right. Yeah. I right. really I oh yeah, there I said it everybody. I feel that <coughs> she's going to do something right.
1: <coughs> well, how, how about that? Yeah. You can mark it down. June 21st, 2018.
0: I didn't say everything. <laughs> I just said initiatives. Just one thing. Just one s- thing. One thing. That's how it initiatives. starts. Initiatives. No, no, no. That's how it starts, Michelle. <laughs> no, because... In a, month,
1: in a month, you're going to be wearing a Bowser t-shirt. Then hell,
0: I won't be. <laughs> Quote that.
1: <laughs> well, so let me ask you, because we are wrapping up pretty here pretty quick. Yeah. Um, anything else that, like, jumped out at you, surprised you? I mean, obviously, it sounds to me like all of the the... All the council members, um, won their, or, or or are at least, going to be part of the the, the general election campaign yeah. and will likely hold their seats.
0: Yeah, nothing was. Or,
1: or is anybody in danger? Is anybody in danger?
0: Somebody could be in danger. I mean, let let's just let's be clear. <laughs>
1: if anybody was in danger, <laughs> if anybody was in the most danger, who who might you speculate as get. being? Don't get me in trouble. As being the most endangered.
0: Um. Everybody. You know. Everybody's like, our 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 current mayor has no. Nobody's running against her.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So it's like, okay, you're a shoo-in. Um. Maybe not. We never know. the The primary is basically saying, okay, this is who we are going to elect to be the the ticket head, the ticket lead in the November election. Mm -hmm. You have an independent or a Republican, anybody else can say, you know what, let's do a write-in. I'm going to run against her. Mm -hmm. Anything can happen. And it could be somebody that people are like, oh, yeah, he would be great at that.
1: What kind of turnout do you expect? Or in she November? could be great at that. What do you? Ca- what kind of turnout do you expect? In it's not going
0: to be. It's not going to be large. Seventy-seven thousand. If I'm, if if I'm, s- if the numbers are still what, so what they were the other night. if the numbers
1: night. are low, it seems to me like that might increase volatility. Like like.
0: Well, yes. Put peop- more
1: people in danger. People that like people that you wouldn't think are in danger. Like for example, Muriel
0: Bowser. A uh, uh, chairman uh, Mendelssohn?
1: Chairman Mendelssohn. Ed I mean.
0: is coming for him. He was like, "Hmm, I'm going to run against you." A- yeah. And people are like, "And let's be very clear twenty seven thousand uh some residents of the city voted for him. Mm-hmm. i I think what's happening right now um, for Phil Mendelssohn Man- for Phil Mendelssohn what 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 is happening is that people I, I we've heard it all, and we always hear this when it comes to voting. I didn't feel like voting. I didn't know who to vote for. Um, uh, uh, I didn't have enough time to vote. Uh, who are these candidates? Uh, I've never heard of them. Yeah. And then the the other part of it is, Go if it's if yourself. it's if it's not within you, you're not going to get up to vote. Yeah. Most people, it's not within them to vote. So my voting precinct um, in in Trinidad, I would vote at Cole Rec Center. And I was standing out there, and I, I'm not naming names, I'm not naming people, but I was standing out there with a group of people, and some of them I know. Mm-hmm. And I asked the question, how many people on this block, right here on Neil Street, how many people came out of their house and voted today?
1: I'm guessing not many.
0: Four. That's, that's ridiculous. You live across the street. I know, we're, we're wrapping up. You live across the street <laughs> from where you're supposed to vote, you didn't even get your ass up to go vote. Amazing. Let me explain Amazing. something to you. <laughs> My grandfather was the director of the Civil Rights Division for the Highway Administration, of course, during the Civil Rights era. Yeah. Okay? The blood. Yep. The bodies. The, the, the pain. The suffering. Not only us. So just like immigration not only us. People have been fighting their lives. We have been fighting an eternity for you to have the right to vote. And you don't get your simple asses up to go vote. Okay, I get it. It's not in your heart. So if it wasn't in your heart, all you had to do was write your own name in. I know somebody that got a vote. She's kind of cute, too. (laughs) And that's all I have to say.
1: That's all we have to say. I think that's all we have to say for this week. This has been (laughs) Another Sterling episode of DC. But TBD. I am ru- I, as
0: I'm running down, I am going to get the the final number on how many people did vote for Molly. All right. 16,217 votes. Yes. woo woo. Go Molly, go. Go, go Molly, Molly. Go Molly
1: go. That's Thank you to everybody who voted for Molly. We love Molly here. Yeah. One love Molly for obvious reasons. We love you. Thank you to our crew, to Nick, to Production. Mike. Production uh Marcus unfortunately. The was venerable not Marcus. Marcus vener- the venerable K. one is not able to join us this week, but
0: y- uh you can follow him on social media, Marcus with a K. Marcus with a K. <laughs> well no, it's Marcus with a C. It's Marcus with a C, K Dowling. K Dowling. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Marcus with a C, K Dowling. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, look him up on the medias. Uh I'm Ian Tarangi. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at woke since eighty four. I'll, I'll one, yes. of these days, one of these days. One of these days, I'll I'll I'll, I'll you to why that's my why that's my but handle. But you will
0: be getting a t-shirt. <laughs> that's a secret. That project is coming soon.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. All right, everyone. Thank I'm you. This is another. Hey, you
0: forgot me. What? I'm Shelby of DC on social media, Twitter, and sorry, sorry, my bad, And my Instagram, bad. and don't forget Event Solutions DC. Everything DC. Yes, everything DC.
1: DCTBD, another Sterling episode. In the can. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night.
0: We appreciate it. Peace.